0: It's Tuesday, ladies and gents, and we're going to talk to an ostrich.
1: A what? A an what? ostrich? Yeah, yeah. We'll find out. Hold up. Shut
2: up, Shut up, up, up and sit down. down. Business Bros. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of...
1: Business.
2: It's that time. It's, it's, nice. it's winter,
1: but it's hot here in SD. Ham, hit it. Dropping the fire. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Subscribe and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz to schedule your time slot. Don't forget to follow us on all social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring yet another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Now, here's the truth. If you are not preparing for retirement, at some point, you will need to pull your head out of the sand and realize that life only moves in one direction. You need to get ready. Our guest today is on a mission to bring financial literacy to the world with tailored financial information and social accountability. The discussion around personal finances is, for whatever reason, a taboo subject. Well... With what our guest created, however, he's breaking down those walls and opening up that discussion, helping people build good money habits and simultaneously addressing a large systemic cause of economic inequality. Through open communication and social accountability, our guest believes we can truly overcome these broken government and educational systems and create a happier, more productive society. We're so excited to learn what our guest has to offer. Joining us today from Ostrich, the host of the Silicon Alley podcast. Welcome to the show, William Glass. (laughs)
0: fine me too literacy whoa that's a big couple of words there and uh it's something that's near and dear to my heart i I teach 17 year olds in the mornings and trying to get this type of information out into the world man you, you can't handle the truth you definitely got it in uh, so William real quick real quick just because I always like to start off at the beginning what are we selling here what, what is it that you're doing what are you selling
3: Yeah, so Ostrich, we've built a mobile app available on iOS and Android. So go download it. That will help you uh, build strong money habits. So essentially, we are gamifying uh, America's financial future.
0: Oh, dude, turning it into a game! All right, so here's my back here. You can kind of see where is it? This way, this way. There you go. There's Monopoly right there, right there, there, hidden right there. And uh, I always tell my students, look. Uh, Monopoly is an awesome game, right? But the first time you played the game, you sucked at it. You you didn't know what you were doing and it was horrible. The second time you played, you had a better chance of winning. And the difference between the two is, not that it's just a game, but it's that you learn the rules, right? You learn the rules in finance. And once you learn the rules, you have a better chance of winning. That's how the board game works. You're taking it to a whole new level. You're making something that's traditionally not very fun and turning it into a game. Does that, sound, does, does that kind of uh, explain what it is?
3: Yeah, you hit the, you hit the nail on the head there Hannah. That's exactly what we're doing. So we are creating a fun way to improve your finances that doesn't, you know, compare you to other people in negative ways or, you know, kind of overcome those negative biases and feelings that we have about money because everyone has a relationship with money. Unfortunately, a lot of the times it's not positive or we have these negative associations with it. So we're kind of breaking that down and making it really simple for people to start to build good money habits and start to work towards where they ultimately want to be, which is, you know, wealthy and healthy and happy.
0: Oh, let me tell you, dude, I got a, I got a little story. So my background is in taxes and accounting, right? After I went broke on my very first business, I had to enroll in tax school because I wanted to know who the hell is this Uncle Sam guy and why was he taking all my money, right? Right. Uh, and, and what I noticed, what I learned at being in taxes, I mean, I was, I don't know, 24, 25, babyface, right? Sitting in a tax office, talking to people about their finances. And I realized real quick, you know, I'm growing up Mexican. We don't, we didn't really talk about money very much. Um, uh, in my household, we did, but in other households, we didn't, right? You don't bring yeah. it up. You don't talk about it. Unless you're that professional, right? Unless you become that tax person, then all of a sudden it's like you know a therapy session. You show up on tax, season, on tax day to do your tax return and they tell you everything, divorces, <laughs> kids are born, people died, whatever the situation for the entire year, they open up. You're turning it into a game and trying to bring something that's super taboo, something that people don't wanna talk about into that forefront so that we actually have a conversation about some of these hard to talk about topics how are you getting them to open up? I mean, I know it's a game, but how do you get them to, how do you bring those concepts to light?
3: Yeah, so the way we've set it up is that we want it to be social, but it doesn't have to be, right? So if you're not comfortable sharing information, you can do solo challenges. You can start to build habits on your own and we've got the app structured, so you'll get those regular notifications. But if you look at the research and there's a ton of of research out there about how to like hit and achieve goals. And when you have regular weekly check-ins combined, um, with social accountability, a social accountability partner, uh, essentially you have a 95% higher likelihood to hit a goal. So that's what we've we encouraged people to be social about it, but you don't have to be, and you can start with anything you want. So our challenges aren't just focused on paying down debt or saving or investing. We've got giving challenges in there. We've got like fun, like no spending, cut out things that you're not happy with already. Um, so we're we're taking a different approach that is Uh, you know, a little bit more all-encompassing and allowing the users to kind of dictate where they want to go in terms of what's important to them. So, you know, we'll help guide, but at the same time, use it how you want, right? So if you're not comfortable, you don't have to start with social challenges.
0: I, I I love the fact that it's a game, though, right? So in in my classroom prior to COVID, uh, I have a bunch of Rich Dad Poor Dad's uh, Cash Flow board games, right? And so my yeah. students sit down and we learn to play Cash Flow because of the vital information that you just identifying a good deal versus a bad deal, understanding the way stocks operate, a dividend, be you know what a dividend is, or you know how to. Wrong, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Right. In a matter of, of you know, balancing your your cash flow statement and understanding, uh, you know, assets and liabilities, like all these cool things in a game makes it that much fun. Right. That much more fun. Now, you kind of mentioned something about different aspects of life. And this is what I wanted to ask you about. So my students are getting ready to start life. So they're starting at zero, right? They have no debt and they're trying to grow from there, that that wealth accumulation stage. But there are other people who might come into contact with your app who are not at the beginning. They're actually in a a hole. They're negative and they need to work their way out. Uh, Can you tell me a little more about customizing the game to kind of help whatever point of life somebody's in when it comes to their finances?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So – Unfortunately, I think more people are, are starting in the hole than, uh, than not. Uh, unfortunately, if you look at all the statistics about consumer debt, though, depending on what demographic you're in during the pandemic, some savings have gone up if you're on the higher income spectrum. But for a lot of people, they are starting in the hole. And so you're allowed, you can start with debt challenges, right? So that's what we encourage folks that are coming in that maybe have made some choices or decisions that they're not happy about, start with debt challenges. Um, and we'll help you pay down debt, start thinking about saving and investing. But first, you got to get rid of that debt, especially if it's high interest debt, like credit cards or things like that. So we'll push people based on what their needs are. Um, And if you're starting from ground zero, and it's your first job, maybe at high school or college or whatever, whatever, then you're in a great position to start saving and investing in building a nest egg that with compounding interest will, you know, make you a millionaire by the time that you retire if you do it right. So... So when
0: when you're when you're playing some of the games, the worst part of a game is always the setup, right? One of the reasons why you don't play Monopoly as much, because you gotta deal out the money, you gotta deal out the cards, right? <laughs> the setup sucks. It always does. It's worse.
1: It's so much
0: worse. Exactly, right? Uh, when when we're setting up uh, using Ostrich, are we syncing to like bank accounts? Are we syncing to retirement accounts? Like, How is it tracking what we're doing so that we can win both in the game and in life?
3: Yeah. So this is where it, it, we're doing something that's a little different, right? We're not linking to your bank account, so we don't want that information. I don't want your social security number. You keep that. That's yours. None of my business, right? That's not what we're doing. Um, so we make it really easy, make it really frictionless to get people into the platform and just start with a challenge. So what we do is we push people to initially do a seven day spending challenge where they essentially pick one thing that they want to cut out, that they're not happy with something that you're already, you know, maybe you do too much online shopping because of pandemic stuff, whatever it is, you get to dictate that. And we just get someone to do that for a week. Right. And again, you get to pick what it is, however much that is for you. And as you make progress, we'll start pushing you into other challenges. Um, so you really, it's really easy to get set up. There's not like this crazy, you know, setup process where you've got to put in, you know, your whole life story and try to go look up a, <laughs> an account password to 12 different accounts and they don't sync right anyway, which is what frustrated us when Andrew, my co-founder and I were, were building this. That's what frustrated me is like, I, I consume Mint and personal capital and a lot of these apps, but no matter how much I, how many times I try, they just don't work perfectly and there's we're just thinking there's got to be a better way to do this in a way that's more accessible so
0: well, I love the fact that you're building habits small ones at a time right uh, I remember reading uh, kiyosaki's book and in it he talks about laser focusing David uh, uh, Dave Ramsey talks about the debt accelerator right how do we get out of debt? You focus, you laser focus the attention on one particular debt at a time, and then take that and roll it over to the next one, roll it to the next one. And they try to gamify that a little bit as, as you know, the way they did it as well, right? It was almost like, you know, I know you have four cards. Start with, even though mathematically, you wanna go with the highest interest, one, or interest rate one first, start with the ones with the smallest debt on it. Why? Because you wanna win. We want to, we want those endorphins. We want that feeling of, yes, I've accomplished something. Tell me about how we win in the game and how am I going to get that feeling of yes, I've accomplished something.
3: Yeah. So you just described the snowball strategy if people want to fancy the term for that, but that's that snowball strategy of picking the smallest debt, paying it down, moving on to the next balance and just going until boom, you're at zero. The other, if you're more mathematical, is Avalanche where you start with the highest interest rate, but we don't need to get that technical. If you wanna, if you wanna learn, just jump into the app and you'll be able to pick whichever strategy um, or focus on like a credit card challenge. And um I got off on a tangent there now. So can you remind me what the question was? How do we win? What do we get when we win certain challenges? Yeah, yeah. so badges, leveling up. um, It's a points badge system. And one of the things that we're doing right now and we're working on, it's it's not quite in the app yet, is uh, rewards. So we're going to be partnering with companies to provide rewards. So uh, I don't know if I can talk about it yet, but we've got one fintech app right now that's an investing fintech app. That we're looking at partnering with that you'll actually earn dollars in their app when you complete one of their challenges an investing challenge so you're, you're you're gonna get badges you're gonna get that social account that social recognition within the app you're gonna be able to share it to other social media platforms and be like oh i paid down my debt," or like you know whatever celebrate all that stuff the fun things that you know we need that hit the as you mentioned the endorphins the dopamine all that kind of stuff but we're also going to provide rewards through our partners
2: what about the
0: what about those people who are now debt-free? So let's assume that they've been playing the game for a little bit. They, they've succeeded, right? They are debt-free. Now we're looking at things a little bit differently. Now we're building a savings account. Now we're looking to kind of park our money and make it get to, you know, put it to work somewhere. Uh Does, does the app take you through that pro- progression as well?
3: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so this is something that we've looked at because when we were doing uh, research and talking to people about what they needed, we talked about uh, talked to folks that were kind of just starting out in investing, and then other people that were in the the financial independence or FIRE movement, and you know, way way ahead, or people that were high earners and wanted to like they have their investments that for retirement where they're doing safe things, but also wanted to like play in some more riskier assets. So we've got it structured where we've got challenges where you can. Go that where we'll help people get that, um, that baseline. Like DCA is the way, which stands for dollar cost averaging. One of the most proven methods, where we just put the same amount of money into the stock market on a regular schedule and through compound interest and whatever the market's doing, you're always investing at whatever rate it is. So when the market's down, you buy more because it's cheaper. And when the market's up, you buy less. But over time you average in and you end up doing really well. It's proven one of the most effective strategies. So that's for the beginners and then as you start to advance up you can do custom challenges so we've got preset ones but you can also do custom ones. So like we've got a, we've got someone that was interested in investing in farmland and in cows which was really interesting. So they can use the app to go set up an investing challenge where they're buying and setting up and going to get, buy farmland and uh, cows and buy interesting cows. So there's all kinds of stuff that you can do and we've built that flexibility with preset stuff but also custom so that if Hernan, you had something that you wanted to do specifically that we didn't have, you can go create that challenge yourself.
0: Holy cow! I had to, I had to drop that that dad joke in there, right? You guys are doing it all. <laughs> no, that that's some that's some impressive stuff. So let's talk let's talk about the journey to get here, right? Because what yeah. you're providing is absolutely vital, absolutely essential. People need to have fun with this, make it a game and just start taking those little steps and developing the habits and the routines to get themselves in a position to succeed. What I always talk about when I talk about retirement is I always say this, dude: it's not an age problem. It is a cash flow problem. If you can solve the cash flow problem, you're buying yourself nothing but time to do whatever it is that you want to do, figure out what makes you happy. And I think what you guys are doing is helping people achieve that goal, figuring out the cash flow problem. It is not the age problem. But you building a business have come across a ton of problems. So walk me through the journey. What? Why in your right mind would you develop an app? There are so many out there. The competition is steep. Uh, changes with iOS and Fortnite problems with you know <laughs> Google and every everything that could possibly go wrong and crazy is going is happening. And yet you're here doing a building an app.
3: Yeah, and I guess it's it's important to say that like I I don't know how to code so. And neither does my co-founder. So there you go. Just add that to the layer of like trying to figure out how wow. to go build a technical product and not being technical. We've gotten to where we are today. We, uh, and we started this in May of 2019. And we were approved for iOS and for uh, Android at the end of last year, 2020. Um, and we spent less than $5,000 to get there. Ooh. So I, I want say,
0: hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, dude,
3: okay. I'm going to pause you right there
0: because... I'm gonna tell you right now: software development, app development, those could be huge money pits if you're not careful. So, are you gonna, <laughs> lying. Yeah, you gotta share some insight here. How do you get from where you are to where you're at? Five grand?
3: Yeah. So, uh, we definitely made some mistakes. So let me let me just pause there because if you heard that timeline, that's a law. It's a long time. A lot of time has passed since we started the company. Um, we had something where we're going to do investing in China at one point, but what we, what we went through was this process of like talking to to development firms and no matter what the specs were, they always seemed to fall in the same range, which just kind of told us that no matter what they were going to quote us the roughly what price we wanted to hear, like 30 grand to 50 grand. Um, no matter if they were, you know, an outsourced firm in India or in the Ukraine or in the U S they were going to somehow get to that. Like level of spend, um, but we we almost pulled the trigger on that, and we were going down this route where we were about to spend a lot of money, and we hadn't fully vetted out the product at the time. We hadn't fully figured out if the challenge structure worked, and um, luckily, as silly as this sounds, is I had a really huge expenditure. I ended up uh, having setting aside a bunch of money that I was going to invest in the company, about fifty grand that I was going to put into the business, that went away, and. Um, It was a personal situation with a family member that needed it and it solved a problem. And it was money was the only thing that was going to solve it. And so I made the decision because I still had enough savings and was like, we'll figure this out. Andrew and I will figure this out. Um, So I made that decision to to give that money away that was going to go into the business. And so that decision is what really made us figure out how to build it ourselves. Because otherwise we would have been another story where we spent 50 grand on an app that didn't work.
0: Dude, that is powerful right there. You know, I heard a. I've, I've been listening to "Unleash the Power Within" with Tony Robbins, right? And he talks a story. He, he shares a story about Sylvester Stallone and how Sylvester Stallone, when he was writing Rocky, he wrote Rocky. He's trying to sell it. Nobody's buying it. Nobody's buying it. He's super broke. Ends up selling his dog, right, <laughs> to to try to make ends meet. But the the point was, he kept himself in this fear. He kept himself in the situation. He could have went and got a job, but he kept himself there to feel uncomfortable, to use those creative juices to push him to a level that was that nobody would thought was possible. And you're describing something very similar. Like, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you could have approached that, but you stuck it in there. Like you, you didn't even, I don't know, maybe, you know, scared. Yeah. Uh, out of your mind. Absolutely. But determined <laughs> for sure. And that, that opened up the creative juices, right? Let's see. Yeah. Carolina says, not sure if you talked about this already, but are your goals for Austria, what are your goals for Austria by the end of 2021? So let's start, let's, let's, uh, let's go over that, uh, you know, that crazy creative mindset and where are going to go with it?
3: Yeah. Yeah. So to answer, uh, what Car- Carolina's question, um, by the, by the end of the year, we are going to actually go out and raise some funds. So we're anticipating opening up around here shortly. Um, but we see ourselves with over 200,000 users and, um, really making an impact. Uh, so that's that's really where we expect to be. There's some things in terms of building out functionality. We wanna make more robust social features. So there's some things that we need to do. We need to hire on some more engineering, do a whole UI UX design to make it even more sticky. Um, but by the end of 2021, we anticipate being at about 200,000 users and uh, really cranking, so. Well, I got
0: a great company. If you're ever looking for uh, for programmers, they do outsourcing programming and that's all they do. They do high level programmers. They're uh, sitting right here behind me. Uh, fullscale.io. I'll make a. I'll make an oh, yeah. introduction for you. Yeah, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, and and I mean, it's it's really only for companies that are ready to go to that next level uh, and need that programmer like support staff on on you know to have somebody on there all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's you're you're getting ready to go for an, a round of of, uh, of financing. Tell me that. Like, tell me about that aspect. Like. You know, I always have the question of: You're going to go get funds. That's great, but you're also giving up an equity position in your company. Like, what are you thinking about? What are you weighing? And and as far as options, and what are you looking for when you go out to get that first round of uh of funds?
3: Yeah. So this is something that we've struggled with internally, right? We wanted to get as far along as we possibly could before we raised any money, so that we can keep as much of the business as possible. Um. So that's been our thought process: is let's hack this thing together. And for context, because I think we. We kind of got away from it but we used a no code builder to do it so i used a no code builder on the front end i learned how to use the use the program and if you were interested in it, it's called appgyver it's free which is why we ended up on it and some crazy flexibility that allows us to do what we need to do um you have to set up some other things for back end but it's super super flexible which there's a lot of no code builders out there but i hadn't found it i couldn't find anyone that was as flexible as this one um, it takes a little bit more learning, but that flexibility was absolutely crucial for us. So um, that's kind of the context in terms of why we how we ended up getting to where we are. And um, in terms of what we're thinking about from a fundraising perspective, it's finding the right partners. So we've been having some conversations with uh, investors along the way and knowing that we're not raising yet. Just introductions. So let's go talk to people that do, large fintech investments globally. And we've been having, we've had some conversations, which also helped us kind of map out what we should be doing before we take on money. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely a fear, right? Cause you're giving away part of your business and you're bringing on a partner. that's essentially a marriage, right? So we want to find the right investors. We're not looking just for money cause there's plenty of money in the world. We're printing trillions of it today, which is a whole nother story, <laughs> but <laughs> printing trillions. But we want to find people that believe in our mission and our vision of improving global financial well being and that gamifying finances is the way to get there. So,
0: and, and I'm going to ask you, how, how old are you? I'm 28. 28. Okay, cool. So, and that's still young, by the way. It's amazing what you've accomplished so far. What, what do you think is some of the biggest lessons you've learned going through this journey? I mean, everything from, from not having a lot of money or having the nest egg to put, to put into it, to not having the nest egg to put into it, to figuring out how to code stuff, to meeting you know a, a angel, angel investors or, or, uh, or venture capitalists, whatever you're, you're looking for to go for, or private yeah. funding, whatever it is. Like, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned that you would
3: pass on to yourself getting started if you could? I think I was afraid early on to ask for help. And I think it's, it's kind of a pride thing. It's kind of like, I don't know if this is going to work and am I going to be wasting someone's time? Do I want to burn this bridge because maybe it'll be better to talk to them later on when I've got more stuff figured out. But I think one thing that I've learned is that the startup community is really, really giving, right? So go ask other founders, people that have done it, people in your network, um, for help. So the, the FinTech company that I talked about that we're bringing on as a partner from the business side here shortly, that founder, when I first met him, he gave, he, we went out to coffee, he gave me advice. He was already two years down the line with his business. They'd raised $2 million already in, in funding. And, you know, he spent an hour and a half with me and walked me through their process. And we've kept that relationship up, ship up, um, I should also note though, I was kind of oddly jealous at the same time that like he's younger than me. Like, and you know, there's that whole, we have our whole comparisons with people and especially age for some reason tends to be one of those things we look at. And I'm like, this kid's younger than me, but he's already raised $2 million. Like I'm kind of jealous, but he's got good advice and you get over that stuff, but go talk to people, go get advice from people. The community's really, really giving, but You've also got to go put in the work, um, and that means doing the research. So after someone gives you advice, it means following up with them. It means actually taking action on the advice you got, and not just going to the next person, and the next person, and the next person. So, but that would be the thing that I would say do more of early on. What about
0: uh, surviving? Like, this is one thing that I that I always wonder when you're first getting started. I mean, you talked about doing a five grand budget. Like, how do you even you know, and 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 having and having your your nest egg kind of go away to another situation. How does one grind? I mean, when you're first getting started and you're focusing your attention just on this thing, how do you survive? Like, how, how do you continue to move forward and put, you know, eat? You know I mean? I yeah, know yeah. Top
3: is not expensive, but
0: it still <laughs> adds up after a while.
3: Yeah, no, great question. So I was in sales before I started the business and I was a saver. I, we can talk, talk about this, but um, part of the reason why Ostrich is so important to me is that uh, my parents got divorced because of money. It's the second leading cause of divorce. Finance is the second leading cause of divorce in the United States. And in 2008, when the housing bubble burst, their relationship burst with it. They just didn't have the communication skills, weren't on the same page, lacked some of the basic things that they needed to be successful, and it took a toll on them. And so financial finances has a real world impact, right? You hear about the the, the Robinhood trader, the 20-year-old Robinhood trader last year who had a, an in the balance was shown wrong on his account, $750,000 in debt. Is what it showed that he owed 750K and he went and committed suicide. Mm. Like, this stuff is real. There's real world impact. And so that took a, t- t- like, was implanted in me early on, the power of saving and having finances. And so I got really interested in that. And so from a very young age, I've been a saver and I built up a really strong nest egg. So I knew that I could float myself for, uh, at this point, a, a year and a half, almost two years now. On my savings, and part of that also goes to you know cutting down on expenses, right? My my girlfriend, we have a rent split, and I don't pay as much. I still pay rent every month, but I don't pay as much as she does. But at the same time, I ended up moving in with in with her, and that cut her rent down. So it's still a win win. Um, so it's finding ways where you can bring your expenses down and focusing on the necessities, so that we can spend time. Andrew and I can spend time on the business and developing the business, and not worrying about as you said, the, the money, but it just comes down to being smart and frugal and saving.
0: Who do you surround yourself with? Cause I, you know, when, when you have a vision of something that you want to accomplish, uh, oftentimes we go and we share with the people we care about the most, right? Parents, spouses, the, the people who are closest to us. And if they can't clearly see the vision that we see, they try to protect us by putting us down like that is stupid that's not going to work don't even waste your time right they try to knock down your plan but they do it in a in a loving way kind of right but they're yeah. not quite you know really pushing you in the I
1: don't think it means what you think it means
0: exactly right so so yeah. who, who, how did you get around that who do you surround yourself with how how's your support group you know what and maybe books mentors podcasts that sort of stuff to keep you in that momentum to keep going forward
3: Yeah, that's a great question. I I do have to shout out my parents. They are the most loving and supportive individuals. So that right there, I think, is absolutely helpful. At no point have they ever said, you can't do this, you won't do this. It's We know you're going to be successful and you're going to do it. So I'm very blessed to have that. Um, So that's something that I've never been in doubt in my mind. And from a support system perspective, friends are are very supportive. Um, But I'm a big reader. I read a ton of books. I read 40-plus books a year. mostly nonfiction, and just try to to go out and learn as much as I can. I listen to podcasts. Um, you guys have a great podcast. I mean, I love Tim Ferriss. Uh, Reid Hoffman's Masters of Scale has really, really great conversations with founders. Um, and then I think more res- recently, it's again, like like I said, my advice for, for myself starting out would be to go have more conversations, reach out. The startup community is so giving. There's a, a VC named Brad Feld, who's a big Investor. He started Techstars, which is a big global accelerator. And you can email him, and he, about 80% of the time, will respond. And this guy gets, I don't know how many thousands of emails a day, right? And he will make connections and things like that. There's people in this community like that that have this give first mentality where they want to see other people succeed. They want folks to succeed. And I think that's especially, especially crucial for anyone starting out. And I would say, especially if you, are in a demographic right now where that is underserved. So minorities and women where there there typically aren't those connections go, don't be afraid to go out and reach out to these folks because they want to see you succeed. People want to see you succeed. Even if the the people next to you that are closest to you don't see the vision because they're thinking about you in the short term and protecting you and have all these other associations from the past, right? If you're working towards something, working towards a vision, building a business, building yourself, You've got to think and move forward. So reach out to those people, have those conversations and surround yourself with positive individuals.
0: Dude, that's some powerful stuff. Have you thought about starting your own show? Like, I mean, I mean, sorry, you started your own show. How have you been using that to
3: reach out to these people, like to
0: have those conversations? Because I know for me, it's been a super powerful tool.
3: Exactly. And I think that's one of the secrets is like (laughs) the amount of knowledge I've got from guests, just like sitting down, having conversations, hearing their stories in particular particular areas is well worth the amount of time, energy and effort it is to produce and put out a podcast. Just right there. It's just so great. It also gives someone a context where if you're not comfortable just reaching out for advice. I had that that, uh, VC, I was talking about Brad Feld on the show and I read all of his books already. I had attended his little online like course, which is free that he puts out there about how to raise venture capital. I joined a startup community and by just luck, like ended up getting him on the podcast and like getting to have those types of conversations with people that you admire and look up to is just, it's, it's beautiful, it's, it's, it's priceless. So.
0: Dude, it's our modern day cheat code to life, dude. Like That's what it, that's what it is, <laughs> it it's, is. A, it's a life hack. Dude. 60% of the time, it works every time. I keep saying, dude, I read audio. I listen to audiobooks all the time. And it's like nonstop for me all the time. I'm trying to educate myself and learn something new and get better and better. But you know what's more amazing is when you get the author on the show and you can <laughs> ask him direct questions. That's even more powerful, dude. Yeah. I, I love it, man. I love it. Thanks, dude. William, thanks for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate you taking the time. Before we head out, let people know how can they get the app one more time. And so that, you know, listening audience who's, who's not watching because it's scrolling on the screen, let them know how they can get it too.
3: Yeah, yeah. So you can go to either the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store and just type in ostrich build money habits and we'll pop up. Or you can go to getostrich.com backslash download and it'll take you to the right app store if you're on your cell phone. So Sweet.
0: Ladies and gents, look, here's what it comes down to. Look, I know... Money is the root of all evil, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what's evil? What you have to do when you don't have it. That's what gets super crazy. You can use it in a positive way First, take care of yourself when it comes to finances, and then you can help as many people in as many ways as you want. So take care of your finances and have some fun with it. Go check out the app. Like I like I always say, whenever we have people on the show who are giving you products or services, go try it out. It, I mean, it's what's free. The worst? It's free. The worst thing that can happen is you learn a little something, you develop a couple habits that are in the, in a positive direction, and you're set. So give it a try. Go test it. Learn. Now, here's the, here's the thing, and, and uh, I love Billy Jean out there. For, for those of you who know who Billy Jean is marketing, I love what he says. It's so amazing. There's no such thing as a million-dollar idea, only million-dollar execution. It comes down to the action that you're going to take. So here's my advice. Whatever it is that you learned, don't be selfish with it. Go out and take action. It's the only way that it's going to make a difference in your life. William, thank you very much for being on the show. Ladies and gents, we will see you again manana. It is Wednesday hump day. Until then, <laughs> peace. And we're business bros.
2: Thank you for listening to the business bros podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with pipeline insurance can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business.